0: at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Such a long way to go. Some extra sauces with that.
2: TCL is a proud sponsor
0: of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three, four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami.
3: Sure is Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. It's Judd with Rami today, Mackie out, but he is calling in for Write That Down, a home run edition coming up at 5 o'clock. We're the only sports talk show that not only makes predictions, but holds each other accountable for those predictions and keeps track and keeps record and hands out a batting title at the end of each and every year, which Jonathan currently holds. Did you ever get the trophy? I know this is usually No, I told him to come out to
4: my car. No, never. Come out to my car. I wouldn't come You realize, like, I got to do stuff after the show before I can leave. And the trophy is a baseball bat. If a guy. Well, no, he brings judge. in his his snow wiper every day. How come you can't I, bring
1: in the I baseball know, bat? I know, and we all agree how disconcerting <laughs> that is.
3: So write that down. Coming up at five o'clock, I wouldn't go to your car either if you're like, you uh, want your bat? Come get your bat. Just yeah. come out to my car on, and yeah. get no, your bat. You it's like good fellows. <laughs> I got the bat. You want the bat? I got the grab bat. on, car. Car. we're gonna find no Jonathan thanks. in a pool of blood in the parking lot at about six thirty. Come on, Jonathan. Come on, the bat's right here. I've got one
4: question: If I'm following you out to your car, how closely are you parked to the cameras?
3: <laughs> oh yeah, no, no! I'm in the back lot. <laughs> the back lot. They way, find way, you. No, they, you know where the lamp where the light is out. He's way back there. They yeah, find I'll you be- a week from Friday. <laughs> He's in the darkest corner of the back. I'll be bringing lot. one of the security guards
1: with. me. <laughs> <laughs> all I know, gentlemen, is my write that down. They were all done. My
3: home runs were done last night.
2: Because I, know- I am
3: prepared, prepared, prepared.
2: I don't have any.
3: I have He's nothing. I have guy. nothing. I'm not. I, I I believe in total honesty and transparency with my audience. And I'm here to disclose that I have no predictions written down for right. You just don't down. like
1: home run week, do you? I hate it. <laughs> and then you whine through the entire yep. segment, which is supposed to be fun. You're like
3: the kids. Like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I it's hate
1: like, it. Come on, little Romney's supposed to be fucking. I don't
3: mind <laughs> swinging for a home run when I see the when I like when my pitch presents itself. No, that's I'll, why it's called forced home runs. But I don't I don't like for I don't like forcing you the gotta, home run. You gotta go I don't,
1: like it. You gotta go into this segment thinking like Adam Dunn, Dave Kingman, Reggie Jackson. You gotta go thinking Every home runs. Every thought
3: run. I have, I either go, Well, that's just wait. that's that's too stupid even for a home run week or no
1: no no no. no.
4: If you have that thought, then you have a home run.
3: Or I think, and this is more often than, than the other, I go, That's not even a home run. What are you doing? Like my my brain just doesn't work that way. I don't know what it is. My brain just doesn't work the way it needs to for home run week and All write right. that down. But we'll get to it at five. We'll figure it out. We're also gonna we'll get into you. plenty of football y football stuff with Matthew Collar Ooh, from the compound. Coming up. No, no, you're not gonna help me. No. At four fifteen. Um but real quick, I know we've already started with plenty of nonsense here. Did Sage just say right there at the end of Purple Daily, I know they disconnected and I can't ask him, that Rich Eisen has his suit that he runs to 40 in is made of stretchy fabric? Did he really just say that? Did Sage just scoop that? He might have, yeah. That Rich Eisen's suit is made of stretchy fabric.
4: It's a great material.
3: What's wrong with that? Nothing. That's great. I want one now. I, everything should be made of stretchy uh, fabric. My, my guess is that um, it's incredibly expensive. You would you think? That's my guess. Because I discovered stretchy jeans probably about a year ago, and oh my God, it's changed my life. They're great. I hate wearing a suit. If it was a stretchy like sweatpants fabric, Judd, I I might show up to a suit and work. Never know. You never know. All right.
4: Oh, so it's okay if you show up in a suit to work, but not me?
3: I mean. Yeah, why would you show up in a suit?
1: That would make no sense. Because it's. Comfy. Christmas party. Right, but yeah. we wouldn't be... Yeah, the night. Christmas party, but we wouldn't be applauding you for it. We'd be like, no. why are you wearing that? <laughs> and, and nobody can see me anyways. <laughs> yeah. No, but your co-workers would be like, why are you doing that, It would Rami? be completely pointless. All mm-hmm. right.
3: Mike Zimmer spoke at the uh, Combine today. And again, we're going to talk with uh, Collar coming up in about five minutes, at about 4.15 from Indy. But we can start the Vikings chatter without him. Zimmer was asked about the Vikings' needs heading into this offseason.
5: Well, honestly, we're always trying to find better places players at all the positions, and, uh, you know, um, every team has certain holes, but, you know, it's not necessarily in the draft. We can take care of those things through free agency. We can take care of them, um, you know, with trades or any any other combination of things.
3: You are such a child, dude. You are such a child. You're the one who started laughing first, and then you turned (laughs) off your mic. I was laughing at just how, like, how... How much of a football coach answer that was yeah. that we're always trying to improve at every position? Jonathan heard positions and then he heard holes and he was gone. You didn't he didn't was- bring it up on air. <laughs> it wasn't that, not that funny.
1: Come on, he, we gotta He was lost. You've got to set the bar higher than that.
3: <laughs> Much higher than that. I, I agree. For football to speak to be fun. I, I agree. But that was the most Mike Zimmer answer or the most football coachy answer that a football coach can give. When you ask him sure. your needs for the offseason, they go, Well, we're always trying to improve at every position. Are, are there more though? Because Zim compared to Spielman, I thought
1: uh yesterday cut open a vein on a couple of these.
3: Um, he did talk about the uh, Everson-Griffin okay. negotiations. He opted out of his contract last week, and it sounds like Zimmer and the Vikings are optimistic.
5: We met with his agent yes yesterday, I think it was. So, um, you know, Everson's a-, Everson's a terrific person for us. Um, I think our-, our situation is the right one for him, and uh, we expect him to be back. I think he wants to be back, and so, you know, those kind of things usually work-, work its way out.
1: So he's going to take a uh, discounted contract? So he must have opted out knowing that the Vikings weren't going to be willing to pay the contract that he was going to opt out from but he wants to stay here so bad that he's going to take a shorter term contract for cheaper is that what we're hearing? I mean cuz there's no way he's going to he they were 11 million dollars over the cap until he opted out. And I think now that are still 32nd in a 32 team league at approximately one like two 1.2 million under the cap.
3: So, you would have to figure if everson's coming back, it's going to be completely on the Vikings terms, right? You would think so that's that's what makes sense, except that that doesn't really make all that much sense to me, like from a business standpoint, I thought when Everson Griffin signed the deal last year that gave him the opt out this year if he met certain clauses mm-hmm. that it would because he was coming off a down season that it was sort of his way of Setting himself up for a bigger payday. Like by stay, by staying here, by staying in a system he's familiar with, a coach he's familiar with, teammates in a locker room that he's familiar with after a tumultuous season, not just on the field, but off the field. He, I thought he was looking at it and going, that's, that's probably my best chance at performing this year and outperforming these clauses and getting the payday I want, whether it's from the Vikings or it's from somebody else. For him to meet those clauses, exercise the opt out and then Decide to come back at a cheaper price for him from a personal business standpoint. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Judd doesn't does does it add up to you? It doesn't completely. But the only thing that I would say working in the
1: Vikings' favor for him to return on a very team friendly deal is his age and the fact he was drafted in the fourth round by this team in two thousand ten, and perhaps perhaps wants to stay that badly. But you would have to one. I'm a little bit surprised because as much as people like him. And as good as he's been for an extended period of time, for the most part, you would think that this would be the exact type of guy who you'd be like, you know what? It's been fun. You've been really good, but you're older now, and we just flat out need the cap room. So this is the
4: guy, the Patriots. This is the type of the guy the Patriots get rid of.
1: Yes. a guy who you think is
4: really well, good still has a lot of talent this, left, and then they just let him go out of nowhere.
1: This goes back to a guy like Barr, who yeah. again is, is a guy that the second he walks out the door. If Anthony Barr had walked out the door in Foxborough, he's gone forever. He's not coming back. And he can call them all he wants and say, please take me back. I hate the Jets. And the team would say, too bad. But this also now comes back to the question of, and it's a legit question, how much control over the roster construction and ultimately guys who are paid does Mike Zimmer have? And we deducted a year ago, I think, through pretty easy um figuring out the pieces to the puzzle, that he had a lot, right? So, perhaps, again, we're going to look at... And, and this also comes back to, are they going to allow Mike to sort of run things back? Because they have before, and I'm not a big fan of, of that at this point. I think that you probably
3: need to make... All signs point to yes. The fact that, yeah, the fact but, that we're talking about an extension, the fact but that... But you he, need
1: to make some difficult decisions at some point in time, and year after year after year, they don't seem to make Mike do that. Well, no. And so the question becomes, at what point in time do you tell Mike simply no? We can't. Everson Griffin was a really nice player for a long time, who, by the way, was drafted by Spielman, not by Mike. But this is just, to me, if he comes back, it's another sign. And Collar has talked about this extensively, and I think he believes it's going to be the case, that Mike Zimmer is going to ultimately get his way. And sometimes that's okay, but sometimes, like... In a situation like this,
3: I don't get it. But all signs point to Mike Zimmer still has the power. Yeah. I mean, the fact he's bringing in Dom Capers to help him with his defense, the fact he he, he he's talking about bringing back Everson yeah. Griffin, the fact he's picking Gary Kubiak as his offensive coordinator, all signs point to Mike Zimmer well, that still I don't has mind, the control. I don't mind but that, that necessarily I don't mind. any of it.
1: What I, what I don't like is continuing to hang on to aging players who, as Jonathan said, Other teams would let walk because they're aging players. I have no problem. You know what? There is no salary cap on coaching staffs, right? So if Mike Zimmer wants to bring in Kubiak and Dom Capers and whomever else, I don't care. That's fine. But you have a GM for a purpose, and that's to draw the line and say, Mike, Everson Griffin was, I drafted him. Because if you're Rick, you say, I drafted him. But he's how old now? And he's still a nice player. But if you have to pay him, and it's going to eat up the money that could
3: go to, let's say, a free agent guard, does that make sense? Not a ton of sense. No. This is what he had to say about Trey Wayne's who enters the free agent market.
5: Trey's a great kid. Um, Works hard. Been a very good tackler. He's got great speed. Um, I hope that none of the guys are as good uh, when we draft them as when they leave. Uh, You know, I hope they all get better with with. uh, Coaching and intelligence and things like that. So, uh, but but um, Trey's a great guy. We hope to get him back, and we'll see what happens.
6: Can
1: that- we can we play a game? Sure. From what Mike says. Does he stay or does he go? Everson <laughs> Griffin stays. Yes. You want to bring Collar in to play the game with us? Yes, and play him the Trey Wayne clip, which he heard, but I. But let's play that game.
3: Matthew Collar of uh, Purple Daily, live from the Combine in Indy. Collar, you're jumping in just as we're about to start a game. Tell, Explain the, the, the basis of the game again,
1: Judd. It, it's a game... Collar based on from what Zim says. Very simply, does he stay or does he go? And we're going to start with
3: tra- <laughs> we're going to start with Trey Wayne's.
5: Trey's a great kid. Um, works hard. Been a very good tackler. He's got great speed. Um, I hope that none of the guys are as good uh, when we draft them as when they leave. Uh, you know, I hope they all get better with, with uh, coaching and intelligence and things like that. So, uh, but but um, Trey's a great guy. We hope to get him back, and we'll see what happens.
3: I definitely i have i have a, i have a theory on whether or not Trey Wayne is staying or going, and it's that he's going because he said when they leave. <laughs> he just said when they leave in reference to Trey Wayne's. I think he's gone, Matthew.
7: Well, you know, I think so too, <laughs> because, I, because I I just think that they can't afford him or Anthony Harris. You know, I, I definitely maybe there's a quote you have in there at some point, but on the side session with just the Twin Cities reporters. He talked as if Anthony Harris was already gone, and they were talking about and thinking about how they would replace him. I mean, Zimmer was honest in saying that, you know, there's not a lot of teams that spend $25 million on their two corners, you know, sort of insinuating that uh, they would not be doing that either. So when it comes to Trey Wayans, you would think corner is a very, very important position. It's very important in Zimmer's defense. But if someone comes in and wants to pay Trey Wayans $14 million a year, I mean, you're just not going to do that if you're the Minnesota Vikings, especially when Zimmer also made it very clear that they, <coughs> excuse me, uh, that they have to um, improve on on the offensive line. So you know they they're not going to have very much money to spend if they want to bring Everson Griffin back. You know, you're you're probably talking about no more money to spend.
1: Why, yeah. hey, why is Griffin coming back? And what's your be- best guess uh, right now on the contract terms there? Because. That statement that he expects him back did surprise me a little bit. It was at least. a very
7: strong statement, yeah. I, mean, I know. I think all of us kind of looked at each other like, wow, did he just say that? Because he kind of just signed himself up for more Everton Griffin. Uh, you know, and it makes you think that they already had their meetings with the agents and they must have been on the same page. And so for him to be comfortable saying something publicly that strong that everyone probably talked about it in those meeting rooms. The agents, Spielman, Zimmer, and said it's best for Everson Griffin to come back and let's work out a deal. Now, your question is a good one. For how much money it would be worth, uh, I, I would say you're probably talking about something like a three-year deal where they can get out of it after two or a four-year deal, again, where they can get out of it after two, but the money is spread out and no one has any plans to take it for four years. That's kind of what they did with Limbaugh Joseph when they extended him. We all looked at that deal and said there's no chance that he gets to the end of that contract. But that's NFL contracts for you, is you try to spread out the money, a low salary this year. Uh, what they did with Anthony Barr last year really blew my mind. I mean, they signed him to this massive contract, and his cap hit was something like $5.6 million. I think they could do the same thing with Everson, count on some more money coming off the books next year, have his uh, have his deal go up, and maybe even have something like a team option to pick up in the third year. That seems reasonable. Do I agree with it? Uh, I think I do, uh, because when you look at edge rushers, this is not a very good edge rusher draft. There aren't a ton of edge rushers who ever hit the free agent market that you could just sign. Jadavion Clowney's probably going to get like $20 million a year. You do not want to spend that much, and Everson Griffin's not going to demand that much. If I were to guess, I'd say probably between $7 and $10 million. I don't think it's going to be crazy at all, and maybe a cap hit in the first year near five. Um, so if you're talking about a guy who could get eight sacks still and can continue to play at a pretty high level, someone who really cares about his body and, and you're mixing him in with a Fadi Adenabo off the edge uh, across from Daniel Hunter. Yeah. I, I actually do think that it's probably a good deal. If there were a bunch of massive, amazing edge rushing prospects in this draft, I might change my mind, but it's pretty clear this team wants to win the division in 2020 and thinks they could still compete for a Super Bowl. So yeah, I think you do that with veteran players. And pass rushers, too, they can continue to play pretty well into their 30s. I, I was looking at this you know, a couple of weeks ago on our website where I looked at all the guys who had uh, played past 32 at the edge rusher position or defensive end position, and there were many, many players who continued to have success. So as long as Everson Griffin is in a good place from what happened a couple of years ago, which it seems like he is, it does make sense to keep him around.
3: Matthew, I have a question about how how it is that Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman have such a good working relationship after hearing Mike Zimmer's thoughts on analytics today at the Combine.
5: You know, analytics is a tool. Um, He likes to use it because it's a good buzzword for him. Um, You know, for me, tendencies about the other team and things like that, when we look at tendencies, we could say they're analytics, but um, I have a hard time someone telling me to... Go for it on fourth and five when you're up by two scores, and they don't know the team that they're playing against. And if you do go for it and you don't get it, they don't get fired. I do.
3: Not to be clear, there at the beginning, he was talking about Kevin Stefanski, who had talked about how he'll employ. Or he, he, Jonathan, you're saying he was talking about Spielman. I thought he was asked about Stefanski and how how he'll use analytics in Cleveland. Am I wrong about that, Collar?
7: So I, I'm not sure exactly what the question was. I couldn't hear it from where I was standing. Um, okay, but I, I would say this. Yeah, there is a a different level of usage from analytics, for sure, from the front office to the coaching staff, and I think if you were to say that one side used analytics more than the other, which side would you want? You would definitely want the front office to be making player decisions by using all of that information, especially every team is meeting with pro football focus here, and there are ways that they can look to make very close comparisons to what players could be if they turn out or if they don't turn out, and... And percentage chances that they turn out based on all the information all that stuff you want to nail it on the players because mike zimmer in in terms of his decision making uh, like fourth downs and things like that is actually pretty darn good and is very aggressive by the old man standards so you know I, i did an article on this a couple of years ago where i was giving zimmer a hard time about fourth downs in training camp so, I looked at every fourth down that he had either gone for or not, and he consistently matched up with the analytics, even though he clearly doesn't realize that <laughs> so um, it's kind of it's kind of a funny thing. I did follow up with him on the side about what he was talking about specifically, and he said there was one game in particular where they were trying to just pound out the clock, and he got an email you know or something for, about hey, why didn't you go for it or, or that type of thing. So I think that sort of stuck in his craw a little bit. Um, but in general, I think it probably, you know, it, it's what you would expect from Zimmer when it comes to the, the analytics sort of thing. And maybe they would push him if they had their choice to throw the ball at a little higher rate than they want to because Zimmer loves to run and stuff like that. But I also think from a coaching level, it probably doesn't have anywhere near the impact as it does from a front office level.
1: So 10 wins and a playoff win against the Saints, Collar. What's your sense as you listen to Spielman this week and Mike as well, about the pressure uh right now in February of 2020 compared to a year ago when they had one year of Cousins, they didn't make the playoffs with huge expectations. Do you sense the pressure going into 2020 is going to be about the same or has it been dialed back a bit because they did get to the playoffs and actually win a game as opposed to a year ago when they didn't even make the postseason?
7: I think the playoff win took a lot of weight off a lot of people's shoulders, including Kirk Cousins, but also just in terms of the way everyone felt about Kirk Cousins, the conversation this year is much different from last year. Last year, Spielman and and Zimmer are having to answer for how do you actually get the most out of this quarterback and, and can he actually win anything? And look, he did not go to the Super Bowl. He didn't even get to the championship game. So I am by no means patting them on the head and saying congratulations your quarterback was worth the 84 million but they were looking in terms of the expectations to be in the race at the end uh and i'm sure they still believe that they could get to where they were in 2017 and beyond i didn't believe that about last year's team and i don't think you did either judd and i'm not sure you can ever get there with this quarterback but at least he showed them And at least he showed his teammates that he can win a playoff game with a big touchdown throw at the end and a game-winning drive and all those sorts of things. And so the vibe has been very different. And now, I mean, Mike Zimmer made it pretty clear to us. Now they think the next step, if there is one for Cousins, is just they realize you have to pass protect the heck out of this guy. And if you don't, he's not going to succeed. But if you can, then he's got a chance. The problem is how are you going to actually do that? And after talking to Zimmer today where he was – really strong in his statements about the offensive line and how much they very much need to improve pass protection. Uh, I think that tackle in this draft, which is very good for tackles, moves up to the top of the board along with safeties where I could see being the first-round pick. I wouldn't be surprised at all if we're talking about a Riley Reef restructure and move to guard and we're talking about a rookie starting a left tackle for them next year. And collar, that you lead me you led me
3: right into the question I was just about to ask you. And this was after reading your article at Scorenorth.com today and the totally free Score North app, by the way, and Courtney's art, uh, piece at ESPN.com. She was one of the beat writers who they asked the, the biggest need heading into the draft. She said cornerback and explained why she said cornerback. Then I went over to your article and you look at positions where guys tend to have impact or I guess better said, tend not to have impact in their rookie year and literally every position that's a hole for the Minnesota Vikings is the position where guys are least likely to have impact in their rookie year. Offensive line, 23.5% had a PFF grade of 65 or higher. Cornerback is second or third worst, I'm sorry, at 45.3%. And if they want to pl- replace Everson Griffin and go get another impact edge rusher, that's only a 46% success rate in terms of having an impact in the rookie year. We know the salary cap situation. How do the Vikings plan on getting better in the draft when the prospects at those positions aren't great for getting better in the first year after a draft?
7: Well, first of all, i like to point out that the article is free. It's totally free. Yes. I didn't hear you mention that. So um, I paid for, a for it. Darn it. it uh, because, you know, it, it, the cornerback position, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman on the same page when we asked them about the, that transition, um, talking about how difficult it is you know and it's it can be difficult for almost everybody and then you draft players sometimes based on traits where you have to really teach them over a couple of years to improve but you love their high-end potential and things like that so there are many factors that go into it and a lot of times teams are looking two years out when they draft but the Vikings are not really in a position to do that if they think they could be a Super Bowl contender this year if they're a little more I would say realistic about that uh, at least in my mind, they should look out to 2021, and they should draft that tackle and and say, look, you know, if he has a rough rookie year, oh well, he's going to be there blocking the blind side for the next 10 years. So that's the guy we need to get, and we need to be ready for that. If we do sign Cousins for a long-term extension, that you could have a left tackle on a rookie deal, which is important too because those are very expensive. Um, if the guy turns out, but there is one position that they need that. Tends to actually transition pretty quickly and that's safety. And I asked Zimmer specifically about rookie safeties and, and how fast they can jump into the mix. And, you know, it, it, he pointed out that alongside Harrison Smith, several people have now had a great deal of success and you can't ignore that. If you're the Vikings, there are two extremely good safety prospects who are both projected at the end of the first round. It's not. One of those positions that gets drafted very high unless it's a superstar caliber player like Derwin James for the Los Angeles Chargers. So the, these two guys, Grant Delbit from LSU and Xavier McKinney from Alabama, great pedigree, you know, great defenses they come from. You know, if they were to draft one of those guys in the first and draft a tackle to develop in the second, I mean, that that might be a win for them. But yeah, I mean, you're right that the tendencies, uh, um, of these guys to fail at year one and then you know maybe make a jump in year two is pretty high, especially at the offensive line position. So if they're expecting to draft someone and then just solve all their problems in year one on the offensive line, well, it's pretty unlikely. So
1: are, are you, to uh, circle back, Collar, on what you said before, are you predicting that Riley Reef restructures and moves to guard for 2020 and, and that a left tackle is then brought in? Is that what you're saying?
7: Well, I will quote Mike Zimmer and say it's possible. Zimmer was asked okay. about that very scenario and said it's possible. I haven't talked to Riley, which doesn't sound like a no. Yeah, <laughs> you
5: know? it doesn't.
7: Um, so, so the, I mean, they talked about that last year, and I actually think now. Usually, when we talk about moving positions for guys, it's bad, 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 bad. Right? Like, oh, we're gonna just move this guy from tackle to guard. It'll be fine. <laughs> it's usually not. It's usually terrible. Yep. But with with Riley Reese though. He's kind of a mauler, and he's a he's powerful, you know. So if you were talking about having to go up against those great defensive tackles and nose tackles of the NFC North, I think that Riley Reese might actually be able to handle that. And if you're talking about, you know, Mike Remmers didn't work at going from tackle to guard, Riley Reef is way more talented than Mike Remmers. I think he's just kind of shot, as in like he doesn't move very well now with his pass sets and things like that. So if he was in a guard position where he could kind of just go to war with guys and, and battle the stronger players in there, that might actually work. But you can't do it at his current salary. So they might have to go to Riley Reese and say, look, we're going to cut you and sign a guard, or you could move inside and restructure your deal and create five more million for us to help us with other positions. I could see that scenario happening.
3: Did you go out again last night, Collar?
7: Um, not really, no, but I ate in the same restaurant last night as Doug Williams, the legendary oh, cool. quarterback. Was
3: it that so, St. Elmo's place everybody talks about? Have you been there?
7: Uh it was not, but there is a uh, pro football focused party tonight there, so Whoa. I am planning on wandering over there and seeing what I can come up with. I did have I just had dinner with Sage and had like three more Diet Pepsi's already, so mm. a lot Wild of caffeine man. in his body. Make sure you take yep. that
1: company credit card to St. Elmo's because that's not cheap.
7: Uh, yes, company credit card is definitely something they give me. Yeah. <laughs> If you do feel
1: like spending, have you not seen? Have you not seen his timeline complaining about
3: how difficult the expense reports are? If (laughs) you, if wait, wait, not done yet. If you, you, wait, wait, wait. wait. If
1: you do feel like spending, the shrimp cocktail is outstanding there.
7: I have heard that. Yeah. uh, yeah, the expense reports um, are not easy to fill out. So you know, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Just... I'm hoping that there's, I'm hoping there's food at this party that I can eat on somebody else's dime. That's
1: a very nice a thing.
7: Reporter, do you very think smart. they made the expense
3: report so difficult just so you'd say it's, you know, it's not even worth? I'll just not spend money. <laughs> I don't need to eat <laughs> unless it's free. I don't need to eat. I think they're just that, that's
7: their plan. That was their plan <laughs> to make it so hard. Exactly. That everyone would be like, no, I'm just not going
5: to eat. <laughs>
3: Thanks, Collar. Yeah, I'll just some crackers
1: instead.
5: <laughs> See ya, collar. Bye.
3: <laughs> See ya. I haven't done the new uh
5: Wait, procedure
3: so, on the expense reports. Hold on a second
1: though. That's interesting. So we we could go down the path <laughs> for year two, the second consecutive year, we're gonna have a conversation about would they move Riley Reeve from left tackle to left guard, so Elfline is kicked out, then he's gone, which would not be surprising. And they either draft or sign a left tackle. But if you're going to draft a left tackle that's going to step in from day
3: one, it's going to have to be a first-round pick. You would think so, like yeah. You're, you're not going to get... Unless you swung... And honestly, the, even a first-round pick, that terrifies me. A rookie oh, on, on Kirk Cousins' blindside?
1: Unless you swung Brian O'Neill from right tackle to left tackle, but I've always been told that the change from the left to right side the line, or vice versa, is incredibly difficult. So it takes... Because your, your thought... Your brain... Firing has to change completely from doing things on one side. I I did a story once on a guy that was moving. I think he was from the Eagles. His name was Artis Hicks, came to the Vikings. I think he had been the right guard in Philadelphia, and he was going to play left guard for the Vikings or vice versa. And I said, what's the change like? And he said, spend your entire day writing with your opposite hand. I was like, okay, that's not going to be easy then.
3: Yeah, no, I would be a, I would,
1: I couldn't do that. So yeah. I, but that, but the interpretation, the the explanation was basically that's that's what your brain has to adjust to doing things the opposite way, which is very difficult.
3: Yeah, no, you don't just do that. Like Collar was saying, more times than not, that's a disaster. People think. You can just, oh, this guy is a football player. You can just go from this side to that side. It really does not work that way. That's true. Catch Purple Daily live from the Combine. You can go back and listen to uh, the last couple days of it at scorenorth.com and that totally free Score North app. More Mackie and Judd with Rami right after this. And write that down coming up at 5 o'clock. Home Run Edition on
0: 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. Hey, guys. It's Mackie here for Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Cannot tell you guys enough about the brand-new 2019 RAV4 XLE that I've been driving all summer long. The RAV4, there's a reason why it's one of the most popular vehicles in the country right now. It's the best combination of the spaciousness of an SUV and the handling of a Camry or a Corolla. Durable, powerful, safety features galore, technology galore. It's actually the first car I've had with Apple CarPlay built into the uh, the front deck. And I just love the fact that I can tap on the Score North app whenever I want to. Well, I know. I'm biased. Um, I also love the fact that I get lane assist. And with cruise control, my car senses how far the other cars are in front of me. So I don't have to slam on the brakes. It does that for me. It's amazing. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com or just stop in. Open until 9 o'clock tonight on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard. Hey, guys. It's Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. I want to talk to all you business owners out there. I've been a business owner myself. I know what goes into it. You love the ups and you love the elations, but you're also grinding on a daily basis, solving problems, taking care of employees, and sometimes even being around your employees more than your own family. So it helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a said business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You get a face-to-face relationship And you get over a century of experience in Federated helping businesses become as successful as they can be. It's a Minnesota-based company down in Owatonna. And their website is a very powerful tool for all of you business owners. Federatedinsurance.com to find out about the industries that Federated protects. And Federatedinsurance.com to find your Federated marketing representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours.
4: Jonathan here with the Score North download. There's never an off-season for Purple Daily weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the free Score North mobile app. Purple Daily is the only five-day-a-week show dedicated to the Vikings all year long, hosted by Matthew Collar. Listen throughout the week as Collar is joined by former Vikings Sage Rosenfels and Alex Boone, along with ESPN's Courtney Cronin. Mike Zimmer, speaking of the Vikings, took to the podium at the NFL Combine today and talked about... How Kirk Cousins was better from the first
5: season to the second season, saying? You know, I think part of it was the, the scheme. I think part of the scheme w- was really tailored to him. I think, again, the coaches did a great job of not... There, there's a fine line for the, for the quarterback to put all kinds of things on his plate or get him to play fast. And, and, and I thought our coaches did a great job of getting him to play fast. Uh, so he was able to get out from under center, get the ball out, um, get it to, to the uh, right read early. Um, I thought they did a great job of, of coaching him up to get to, that, to those reads quickly and go from there. And then, um, you know, obviously the running game helped because that helped with the play-action pass.
4: That's been your Score North download. Now back to Mackey and
3: Judd with Rami. On 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app. I came up with one write that down prediction for the home run edition coming up at five o'clock during that break there. Twenty minutes okay. away. I got twenty minutes. I need two more. Wait, Jonathan. Closer. Jonathan, how are you coming along uh, over there? Because we're in the same boat. We one. entered the show with zero. Zero. Okay, there. And not by a lack of thought, just by I'm just bad at this. So
1: you you each got one we right each now? Got one.
3: yeah. Jonathan, can you check the records? Do I have a Dalvin Cook prediction? <laughs> I don't know. On I don't file? have those. Oh, you don't have those, those rec- detailed okay. records. All right. you
1: could, you Mackey know, you could create a those. file. You create yeah. a file, and then you, you could, could keep them. all your predictions, and then That's hit, what that, I do. On, hit that control F, and you, oh, there you go, yes. Dalvin Cook.
3: Seriously, look who you're talking to. <laughs> We're trying to make a better you. <laughs>
5: yeah, we're trying
4: okay. to
3: help you out. All right. Keep trying. Plenty of people have tried for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't heard from Randy yet. Randy still hasn't called in. Which is upsetting. Since Phil Mackey. In my opinion, just flat out wronged Randy. Like, you don't mm-hmm. do what Phil Mackey did. You don't disclose... Personal information about a guy on the radio while that guy is on the radio with you. I have no problem with upsetting a person, but why do you do it before
1: they're about to deliver something that you want? Mach 1.0, 2020 Mach 1.0. Don't tick off Randy before two things, mocks and studs table.
3: Which is why I was mad at you about the XFL studs table. I I wasn't, I really wasn't. I mean, you sabotaged it. I just disagreed with him on the XFL. Mackie exposed the fact well, that the man has been struggling with jock itch. Randy is very, very, you can tell, sensitive and temperamental. Somebody so Marion tweeted him. This was uh yesterday, after we got off the air, shortly after we got off the air. So what's wrong with you, Randy? said I have a legitimate medical condition do we have our guest on should we come back to this in a second all right we'll come back to this in uh in just one second but joining us right now on mackie and judd with rami loons defender and mls 2019 defender of the year ike opara ike thanks for joining us man how are you
8: uh, I'm doing all right. And by, uh, trying to stay warm out here. By
3: the way, you can catch yeah. all
8: all Loon soccer right
3: here on Score North, your home for the Loon's, and our own Jonathan Harrison hosts host, uh, pregame and halftime show. Going into your second year with the Loon's and in Minnesota, Ike, I moved here about a year ago. I'm assuming same for you. How have you acclimated to Minnesota? Where did you come to from Minnesota, and how have you acclimated to the city?
8: Yeah, I came from, uh, you know, got traded here uh, from Kansas City. Um, but, you know, really it's, you know, it was chaotic, to be honest. You know, I, uh, you know, I got traded and, you know, my, my wife didn't, my fiance at the time, uh, didn't come up here until three months later and she had all the furniture. So I was living with, in an apartment with like three items, uh, just completely bumming it for a while. And then she came up here and, you know, then we got married right off the bat. Uh, and then, you know, she had to try you know, look for, you know, jobs and all these things. So, our whole first year was chaotic really um until the off season where you know we started to feel like we we're at home um and you know really started to enjoy Minnesota and minneapolis
1: so i how tough is that as an athlete when you've got that off the field completely chaos going on just as far as focusing as far as you know games go and I'm sure that that you um as a professional do your best to focus. But what's that like when, you know, your, your fiancé is trying to get a job and things are going on that uh, are away from soccer, but then when it comes time to play the game or practice, the expectation as a professional is that 100% of your devotion and concentration is on the
8: game? Yeah, no, it can be tough. And, and I can only speak for myself. I know it is it is tough for a lot, of, a lot of athletes in general, but for me, I'm glad it happened at you know at the age that I was at now because, you know, I've... You know I'm pretty good at keeping uh, kind of a, a venn diagram obviously, there's always an overlap between your your life outside of soccer and soccer, but I was able to keep that balance uh in check and just you know stay focused on you know what 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 was needed when I was able to step across the white lines. but you know at the end of the day it didn't make things much easier you, you know I think you know when you uh if you have a bad practice or or game or whatnot you you leave the field you you're kind of going home to to nothing to emptiness and you know, that can weigh on you uh, for sure. And, you know, with the hard times that happen on the field, you, you kind of like to have a release off the field. And if you don't have that, uh, it can be a challenge. But, you know, I think just being experienced in, in my 10th year at the time, it, I was able to just, you know, keep it, you know, keep keep focused in the in way that I look back at them, and I'm saying, I don't know if I, in, in a weird way, giving myself credit for being able to do that because, you know, it was really hard uh in, in hindsight.
5: What's it
1: like playing soccer in March here? Because I got I gotta think, you know, April it's a little bit chilly, right? But you can play. But what's it like playing here when uh, when it's um, let's say less than ideal for probably playing a sport that's not not hockey or football, possibly.
8: Yeah. No. Uh, the great thing is, you know, we have a great facility with indoor uh, indoor turf, so. The trainings, you know, they're indoors, and, and that—that's the grind because every day and day in and day out, um, you know, early in the morning, your adrenaline's not going for a game and and all of that. So it's a lot easier come game time when you only have to do it a couple times a month in, in the cold. And um, but you know, it's still, you know, like you said it's it's tough to uh, to adjust to that weather, especially you know if you're not a starter and coming off the bench in those games are absolutely brutal. Uh, if you're someone like me that has poor circulation, I struggle, uh, especially towards the end of the games. Uh, so, you know, everyone's a little bit different. Um, but it's just one of the challenges of having to play, uh, in Minnesota. But to be fair, opponents are not used to that as well. So, you know, you would like to think it's in your favor.
3: Talking with Iko Parra of the uh University University Minnesota United <laughs> Loons here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Now, like I said, I moved here about the same time that you did. not if there's anything my guys I work with here can tell you, it's that I like a good meal. So one of my first quests when I got to Minneapolis was, I got to find my go-to restaurants. Do you have go-to restaurants that you found in your first year of living here?
8: Yeah, yeah, I have a couple Uh Great, great food scene out here. Actually, I was yes, really surprised and delighted uh, to to know that. Sadly, my favorite one was um, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on it. Oh, the the Happy Gnome, uh, but it just closed, you know, in December. And mm. that one I shed a tier four. Um, but I liked World Street Kitchens. it's just a quicker quicker spot in Trio and Uptown, and then you've got your your, your spots in, in downtown that are and North Loop that are unbelievable as well. But uh, for me, it was Happy him until it had to close its doors. Sadly,
4: uh, shift into the back onto the field here, Ike. You were named 2019 Defender of the Year last year. What will it take for you to become just the second player to ever to win it three times?
8: Man, you know, obviously to have a season that's you know replicated uh, to last year individually, but collectively, you know, you you don't get acknowledged for awards. You know, if your team's not performing. And that's always been the focus for me is, you know, help a team, help the team. And then, you know, if, if the success, individuals will benefit. Um, and, you know, with that being said, to do back to back, you know, sometimes it's a little bit difficult in voters' eyes to, to, to want to reward that. Um, but, you know, for, for me, it's, I've always just wanted to keep my name in that discussion. And, you know, I know as long as I'm performing, whether I win or not, uh, you know, I can, I can be happy with, you know, the, the rewards. You
4: mentioned that team uh, behind you. The goalkeeper has changed the goalkeeper of the year from last year. Vito Minone went back to Europe. Now former LAFC goalkeeper, Tyler Miller comes in. What's the difference between Minone and Miller and how does what Miller does as a goalkeeper change how you guys as a back line play?
8: Yeah, no. So that's a great question that, especially the latter part, because Tyler is very aggressive of uh, coming off of his line. And, you know, if we're going to try to play the way we, we would like to, sometimes with the fence, uh, you know, we're gonna need our goalie to be in tune with, you know, being able to step out, uh, and clear balls and, and whatnot, which I think he's more comfortable at doing than Vito, uh, was. Vito was really good at, I mean, if, if the ball hit his hands, Vito was unbelievable at holding a save. It was actually spectacular to see, but Tyler's a little bit rangier and is able to make saves that he probably has no business making just from that range. Um, and so it's going to be exciting. Hopefully, we won't have to ever really see it, but it's going to be exciting to see, you know, him gelling with with, with the team and his distribution is, you know, it caught me by surprise. I know where, where he came from; they they value that, but just seeing it in person, he can really, uh, you know, he can put the ball where he wants, and, and that's going to help relieve pressure with us. One of the guys who
4: plays on your back line, if if listeners have watched Minnesota, if they watched Minnesota United last year, they saw Roma Metinier bombing mm-hmm. up and down the field all season long. Is there anybody in soccer that you've come across that has bigger lungs and more stamina than that man? Because throughout the full ninety minutes, he's going a hundred percent, hundred ten percent, up and down the field, and I'm exhausted watching him.
8: <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I played with Graham Zussi in Kansas City and right back. You know, converted midfielder to run for days and playing right back. You know, it was it was you know cool to see him be able to just put in mile after mile. But I had I thought I was going to be Almost impossible to see anything, you know, more, you know, of a machine-like, you know, fitness and stamina than him. And Romaine has just absolutely, you know, crushed it in that regard. It's uh, if if there's, especially a defender, if there's a defender that can do what he does, uh, I would like to see it. Um, I I think he's almost in a category about on his own. And you've got a guy like Graham Zusi and Ali Hassan in Vancouver who like to like to. Pump up and down from the outside positions, but um, you know there might be some midfielders that will argue. Uh, obviously, they have the name in that uh, conversation. But from a purely defensive standpoint, I don't know anyone in the league, you know, more fit than Romaine. That's Loon's
3: defender, reigning MLS Defender of the Year, Ike O'Para, our guest here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. They kick off the season on Sunday, hosting Portland. 6.30 kickoff from Allianz Field at Portland, excuse me. 6.30 kickoff, so it's not at Allianz Field. 6 p.m. pregame, though, and that is right here on Score North. Ike, appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much.
8: Always a pleasure, guys.
3: Ike O'Para joining us here, and uh, Jonathan... Got his first uh, great question there. And
1: Judd will tell you, I totally called it before the show.
3: Yeah, I he did call a shot. shot.
1: And I said, if I sense any cheating, any setup, I will uh, <clears throat> I will move to object. And I saw nothing there that leads me to believe that there was an Astros-like situation. I mean, because wh- I gave you that, that, I sent you guys that
4: question in the notes and I used it. You guys could have had it. Yeah, I don't think we could have
3: pulled it off like you
4: did. No, I don't. Because you're comfortable with it.
3: I feel disingenuous asking real soccer questions to (laughs) soccer players. But I also don't think that either one of us would have done a good job seamlessly
1: with it, which you did, because it's your sport. Mm -hmm. I think you deserve the question. Thank you.
3: You know, it's like... You don't think there was any setup there? I mean, he obviously sets up the interview. You know what I liken it to? I liken it to the 60s when... He is the host of pregame and halftime on... Loon's when soccer go- here when on score. No
1: Goffin right. and King would write songs for people and they would make the hits and then the people would sing them they, and they'd be like oh, unbelievable song and I'd be like well the genius is behind the song. I think Rami or I stealing your question and then being like
3: Ike, what do you think about this question? Uh, no, I would have taken it. I'm shameless, Judd. I would have done I'm it. I'm
1: fairly positive. Ra- I, I think
3: I'm you deserved it. Rami,
4: Rami would have taken. Yeah, it.
3: With you. A, I would have deserved it. I wouldn't even mention that he he wrote the question for us. I would have taken it proudly. I told and took Judd, all the credit.
4: I told I asked Judd before the show if I get one, does it count? He goes, "You're going to try and get one from a player. Good yep. luck." And
1: then I said, "If I sense any anything, any shenanigans, yeah, and you know, like, hey, Ike, I'm going to ask you a question. Say great, but I didn't sense that." Now I might be being fooled. I might be Manfred-like. I'm not in my good. trust me. I'm nativity. not that good at fooling people. Okay, all right. Okay, and Phil is. In, Phil has been uh, texted. He, he knows. Wow.
3: and responded with a wow. So Phil knows. Speaking of Phil, can we quick recap the Randy situation oh, so sorry, we can yeah. ask Phil about it when he calls in for write that down okay. at five o'clock? So Randy yes. from Cottage Grove. Called in with Mach 1.0, 2020 Mach 1.0. Yeah. That was on Monday, right? He called in with it? Yeah. And Phil revealed the fact that Randy has been struggling with a medical condition, which we later found out was jock itch. And Mackie just put all his business out there on the air. So yesterday, a concerned listener, Marion, asked, uh, what's wrong with you, Randy? He said, I have a legitimate medical condition. That's how it was spelled, legitimate. hmm and uh, Marion also said, get well soon. He said, thank you. I am trying everything. We're happy to hear that. I wonder if you still try the apple cider vinegar. Our guy, faithful listener, so faithful, in fact, that his Twitter handle is the guy, score north, proposed that we have a some side, some sort of awareness uh, campaign about jock itch in honor of Randy and even went so far as to make like a flyer for it. And said, I did the legwork, show you care, by putting your heart into a good cause. Millions are affected every year. This isn't a laughing matter. Did you guys see the banner, the, the flyer? Yeah, yeah, it's not the same. The guy scoring North made? Yeah. Randy saw it, and just under an hour ago tweeted, this is a Nobel cause. <laughs> it might be. It
1: might be a Nobel Thank cause. Thank you. Might win a Nobel Award.
3: <laughs> and then um, Bill said, I doubt there is a single guy out there with jock itch who isn't aware of it. And Randy said, I know, believe me. But, uh, so where do we stand, though? I, yesterday, just after we went off I don't the air, understand. Minnesota Twins guy said, Randy, Phil isn't on the show today. Call in to score north and mock. And he said, I put that station on timeout. Okay, Randy has put us on timeout, guys. Well, I hope Phil's happy with himself. An official timeout, thanks like to Mackie. And he's off the rest out. of the week. I don't know, man. Wait, wait, wait. He's off the rest of
1: the week, so he's cost us programming. He's cost us a mock, which we've had for years now.
3: And it's a seven-round mock. And now That's he a full-show mock. How long is he on, Is he going to be on timeout for? I wish I could contact no, 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 Randy. No, 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 He's not on timeout. We're on timeout. How long are we going to be on timeout? Thank you, Jonathan. I don't want to misrepresent well, the situation. Can, can Randy possibly tell us? Can you tweet at him? You, last time I tweeted at him and he did not respond. I th- I'll I'll try again. I think that's part of the timeout is that he doesn't
4: respond to any of us now.
1: Okay. Tweet back in Randy, how long are we timeout?
4: <laughs> Spell one of those wrong. Yeah. One of those words incorrectly.
1: And leave out. So how long are we timeout? Yeah. How that's long timeout be. for we? <laughs>
3: little yoda
1: <laughs> i'm just i'm trying to think i'm trying to get you've got to get into to get randy's into head you got to get okay. into randy's you guys head
3: tell me if is, this might be a little over the top <laughs> how long are i put a r r for r nice work we w e e time out time out just one word even though it's actually two words good sure. work i
4: think that works yeah Should good I,
3: job all caps or just Oh, all it's
4: got to be all-caps. All caps. okay won't
3: read it unless it's all-caps. All right. Yep. Okay, I have to change it to
0: all-caps then.
1: Does he know? Has he been made aware of the fact that Phil is out for the yeah. rest of the week?
3: I, I told him that day. Okay. I tweeted him that day. That's what I thought. Okay. All right. So, I'm a slow typer. Sorry. Okay. No worries. We'll hit a quick break. Uh, during that break, we'll see if we hear back from Randy. On the other side of the break, Mackey is calling in for the Write That Down Home Run edition. We'll see if he has any remorse or wants to apologize to Randy. We'll have an accountability session. We'll make all our predictions. I'll come up with two more during the break. I'm sure Jonathan will, too. <laughs> you guys are unbelievable. I need just one more at You this guys point. are unbelievable We'll with your all lack of be prepared right after this. Mackie and Jud with Rami. Score North on 1500scorenorth.com Score and the Score North app. But first, Judly, I want to talk to you about I my don't friend. Know anything about technology. <laughs> I want to talk to you about my friend Jason
1: Walgrave, the Walgrave Real Estate Team and their Guaranteed Sales Program. And I want to give you a website uh, that if you're going to be selling your house this spring or summer, you can go to right now. I'm going to give you the website first and then explain to you why it's so important. It's jasonsguarantee.com. Jasons, J A S O N S Guarantee.com. And once you get to that site, I want you to uh, click on the Guaranteed Sale button. But when you go to jasonsguaranteed.com, if you are planning on selling your house, what you are going to learn is that it is a guaranteed sale. So, you know, when you're going to sell your house, there's decisions to be made, right? You're looking for another place to live. You're trying to decide on the best course of action for lots of things. Your life, for lack of a better term, is in flux. So... Why not take away so much of that pressure by again going with Jason and his team's guaranteed sale. Jason'sguarantee.com uh, is the place to go, the guaranteed sale button, it's going to make your life so simple. Again, check it out jasonsguarantee.com. I guarantee you'll be glad you did.
4: There's never an off season for Purple Daily weekdays from 2 to 4 p.m. right here on Score North, scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app Purple Daily is the only 5-day a week show dedicated to the Vikings all year long hosted by Matthew Collar. Listen throughout the week as callers joined by former Vikings Sage Rosenfeld and Alex Boone, along with ESPN's Courtney Cronin.
0: Dale Tondrick is here to help make sure you have a plan and that you are on the right track financially for retirement. There's all kinds of things to think about, whether you're 30 years old, 50, 60, doesn't really matter. Well, for one, are you going to have enough money later in life? Are you saving enough money so that you can retire and live comfortably as the life expectancy Uh, continues to grow. Ideally, you'd like to live until you're 80, 90, 100. I don't know. But you want to make sure you're not running out of money later in life. Maybe you're actually able to retire earlier than you think. That's another common mistake people make if they're not fully tuned in with their retirement savings plan. If you make the right decisions now, you might be able to retire a year or two or five, who knows, earlier than you think. And also various tax related things that could save or cost you a lot of money, depending on which path you choose, With Dale Tondrick, you'll meet face-to-face with somebody who spends his life thinking about this stuff. Dale's life's work is literally helping people save and stockpile money for retirement. He is a trusted source of information to help you on your path. 952-401-1671. That's 952-401-1671.
2: TCL is a
0: proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with
2: Rami. Rami. Write that down. Write that down.
6: I I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. then. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down.
3: Yeah, every sports talk show makes predictions. We're the only one in America. Mackie and Judd with Rami on Score North on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North app from the TCL Broadcast Studio who keeps track of them holds each other accountable, and actually keeps batting averages. Let's write that down. We do it every Wednesday at 5 o'clock here on Score North. Before we get into the the meat and potatoes of write that down, should we talk to Mackey about the controversy that he's stirred? Do we have Mackey? we don't have Mackie on hold yet. Okay, we'll get to him. Yeah,
1: we certainly should hold his feet to the fire once he gets
3: on that phone line. We'll get to him in just one second. All right. that sounds good. First, the accountability session, once we get him on the phones, before we get into the predictions. I prefer not to do this, by the way. We'll hold Mackie's feet to the fire. Can we not do the accountability session this week? Not a lot came off the board this week. Actually, nothing came off the board for anybody but Judd Zolgad. Why aren't you listening to me? Adam Schefter will have a report in the next week that Stefan Diggs wants out of Minnesota is a prediction you made, Judd Zolgad. That did not happen. Do you have the buzzer? I mean, at least buzz me. Um, let me see here. Usually, Mackey's running this. Thank you, Jonathan. Appreciate Thanks, Jonathan. it, Jonathan. Uh, Thank you. He said, "You said Matt Dumba will be traded by the Wild by the trade deadline." Can we get that buzzer again? Still haven't found it. <laughs> He's on the phone. It's uh, yeah. Okay. Max Kepler will hit the That's first good. home run for the Twins in spring training. Hurt. That didn't happen. Dubnik will be traded this season. Also, did happen. You did say Bruce Puget would be retained by the Wild as their coach. I thought I had him as being After fired as well, season. though. I, <laughs> I, th- I, I thought I hedged, but I might not have. I don't to. know. I, I don't know. It doesn't so, matter. Bad week for Judd Zuligan. Nobody else moved up or down in terms of their batting average this week. Still early, but here is how your leaderboard stacks up to this point. Mackey, the leader right now, with a 385 batting average. Jonathan in second place, the reigning batting champion with a 333 I'm in third place with a 308 average Manny at 300 Judd, you're sitting at 250 our listeners are still batting 0 listeners every listener because it's their one chance to step to the plate you know it's home run edition for them every week it I seems. was
1: changing this week I was giving this some thought last night the guy last, our uh, guest predictor last week did not swing for the fences on everyone He didn't he did not he was, I think he had at least two that were not definitely swinging for the fences. But starting with our guy, Dan, the week before, I think everybody has. Oh, Dan was fences. swinging
3: out of his shoes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Dan fell down.
3: All right, before we get to our uh, guest picker this week, John, let's, uh, let's bring in Mackie here, who is uh, in the Big Apple right now. And Mackie, do you have any idea what you started before you left town for New York?
0: With what, with Randy and Cottage Grove? Yes,
3: with Randy and Cottage Grove.
0: I feel like he's milking this jock itch thing for uh, pa- way more time than it's actually
3: Why are you throwing gasoline okay. on the fire, man? We want the mock. We want the Randy mock. Why
0: you, why? Just apologize. Just apologize me, and end you this. Guys, you guys are way too soft. He needs us way more than we need him.
1: Rami, can you okay? stop with these questions now?
3: You like,
0: know he put us on timeout, right? You know he tweeted that he put the whole station on timeout. You know what? First prediction, okay? Can I start off right now, <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's, it's a Home run edition, right? Yes, in home run edition. <laughs> yes, I guess. Okay. <laughs> if you want to do this, yeah, go ahead. I don't even know if this is a home run or not, but okay. I'll, I'll I'll try to mold it into a home run. All okay, because right. the first part of my prediction is I will continue to stand my ground oh. that jock itch is not a serious ailment and that Randy and Cottage Grove is being a baby. And despite those things and me continuing to pile on, he will call in. At the end of our first segment on Monday, and he will deliver his mock draft, thus confirming that he's a fraud. Jud, this is know. not a prediction. <laughs> this is not
3: going to I can stop
1: no, no way this okay. counts. No, all right, I, I'm going to stop. I, no I'm way gonna, this I counts. Think I don't want to
3: count that either. No, <laughs> not I'll, only is that I'll not I'll a home run. That, that
0: would not even be allowed by the write that down jury ordinarily. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But can I, But how about this? It's a great okay. question. Here's a home run. Here's a home run. All, all right. right, Randy and Cottage almost always. Well, not almost always. The last three years, he's given us a full seven-round Vikings mock. Yeah. Right? Yes, and we love it. Write this down. He will get at least one of the predictions after the first round correct.
3: Okay. I think that's a home run. I think that's, so he, I think, I think that's fair will, to
0: call a home run. So he will nail either a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh-round pick.
4: Well, they have Write seven seventh-round picks every single year. It's
0: Right, but like by the time you get there, there could be a thousand different players that get drafted. So hey, pinpointing it is difficult. Hey, Phil, By the what, way, the sirens you hear in the background are just New York City. The people just get arrested, apparently, on every street corner, and then they honk at each other. Listen, so, John, is,
6: is Phil hanging out with John Manhattan?
1: John, call, John from Manhattan calls every day on Ventline. We're used to the sirens. We're used to the chaos. Hey, Phil, who was who who the guy that Randy had the um, falling out with for plagiarism of the mock?
0: Oh, that was Peter Schrager from Good Morning Football. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he claimed that Schreger had plagiarized
0: him, right? Uh yeah, uh well, I mean in retrospect, I'm guessing that it's probably the other way around just knowing the fraudulent Randy and Cottage Grove. Wow, dude. They'll go after him. We're never getting off this timeout. Yeah, no, I, seriously. I'm not I'm, I'm 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 done with this guy. This guy calls into our show. I love our listeners and I love our callers, but You call into our show. We offer you a platform every single week and allow you to produce it. Wow! And then you decide to boycott our show because you get a little, get a little, a little sensitive, a little sensitive about your jock itch. Okay, just a little sensitive about your jock itch. Wow! Someone just walked by me as I said. Well,
1: <laughs> no, you're about to be arrested now.
3: They're going to call the cops on you because that's how New York is.
0: <laughs> All right.
3: So you want to go on record with that as your first prediction? We should. Yeah. We should get this thing started. All right. So Mackie says that you know Roger will get at least Randy. I mean, Randy. Why do I keep calling him? I Roger? Did not call him Roger? I don't, know. Like, I don't hey, understand. Mackie is ticking him off. You're calling the wrong name. No, sorry, you know Randy. i I'm, I'm sorry, Randy. Phil may not My- be. I'm sorry. I'm gonna do the entire show. I'm
1: I'm gonna do a write that down for Next week quick uh-huh. preview. Yeah. Randy's next mock draft will be called into WCCO. All right.
0: That's for next week. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully Sid's hosting so it uh, can't be heard. That was uncalled for. I'm sorry.
3: Let's get in our uh, our listener guest predictor for this week. Somebody become an East Coast, you know what? It is John W. John, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Ready to go?
8: Yeah, ready to go. Thanks for having me
3: on. And you know this is a home run edition, right? All your swing, you have to be going for the fences with every swing that you take this afternoon, John. So you, you know this, right, going in?
8: Yeah, I did. I heard you guys earlier, and so I had to like kind of reform some of those things I was thinking because I was definitely going for singles before.
3: Well, at least you had something prepared, unlike Jonathan and myself, until just <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> you, you had something prepared that you had to change. We just had to come up with stuff on the fly. All right, John, let's go. What's your first prediction?
8: All right, I'm going to go with my first prediction about the Timberwolves, and I'm going to say that
0: by the end of 2020, the Timberwolves will retire Kevin Garnett's number.
3: Okay. I think that's a home run, given the way how that relationship (laughs) has played out.
1: (laughs) I'd say that's very fair.
3: Judd, you're next up. Okay, but before I give you my
1: write-that-down prediction, I, I want to thank the folks at the Walgrave Real Estate Team who guarantee the sale of your home. And that's right, I said guarantee. If you're thinking about making a move and selling your home, go to Jason's, J-A-S-O-N-S, guarantee.com. You will be glad that you did. And as always, I want to thank Jason Walgrave and his team for sponsoring Write That Down. Write that down. I I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Home run segment. Kirk Cousins will be named the MVP of the 2021 Super Bowl.
6: Wow, dude. You see? Wow.
3: And it's called a home run segment. This is why I hate this, because I come up with stuff that I think
0: is a home run, and then I come in here, and I just feel inadequate with what I have written down. Dude, here's what I love best about Judd's prediction, is that he didn't list the team that Cousins plays for, which leaves the possibility of him potentially waiving his no-trade clause, getting Jeez. traded to somebody else. The after
6: Patriots. he
0: signs with the Raiders. Yes, exactly. And uh, winning a Super Bowl somewhere else. Way to go, Judd, for hedging on your prediction. I got one question.
8: You like that?
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> Jonathan, you're up next.
8: <laughs> Write this down.
4: The Twins will have the best regular season record in the American League and will lose only two playoff games in the playoffs on their way to the World Series title.
2: Wow.
0: World Series title? Yes. That's how wait, this you works. Just, wait. Wait a second. Way to go! You just you just said the Twins were going to win the World Series in a home run edition of Write That Down, and parlayed it with something else. Parlayed it with
4: a couple other things, yeah.
3: What is even?
0: You know what, (laughs) Robbie?
3: What is happening right now? What do I even do with this? Judd is doing Sam, the coconut stand in the TCL Cassell Broadcast said, Studios right Sam now. Cassell showed
5: us.
6: We should really be don't, streaming. Write this. it down. You don't like writing your, things down? Don't hurt your back and your hips doing that, Judd.
1: Too late, Manny.
3: Manny Hill, you're up next. I have to change my predictions based on what's happened here.
6: Go ahead, Manny. Uh, Write this down. Home run swing. Jose Barrios will win the 2020 American League Cy Young Award.
3: Yeah. All right. Cool. Write that down. All right. Write this down. I don't even know if this is a home run after what I've heard here so far, guys. Vikings will trade into the top five in the 2020 NFL draft. Wow. Into, Into the top five. Wow. Yeah, I'd say top five. No, I feel like that's. Yeah, I feel like, like that just, just fell run. flat. I think yeah. It's a home run. Oh, like, sort of, it sort of works. does. Yeah, but it because works. you guys are ridiculous. That's why it falls flat. It's all right,
1: Romney. It's a home run. You're that's good. fine He'll if get you there. if you want to put balls into the basket at Wrigley, that's fine. But I'm hitting
3: them on a Sheffield. <laughs> <laughs> John W, our listener guest picker, go ahead.
8: All right. Um, I'm going to go with another Jim
0: Wolves one, and I'm going to say that the Timberwolves will trade for Devin Booker sometime during the NBA off season. Okay, John W.
6: For it all—that's yep, a good one. Going for yep. it all,
0: Phil. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt Rami's. Write this down here just a little bit. This isn't the game; isn't one up everyone's predictions every single time. It's swing for the fences. So I don't know if this winds up on Sheffield or Waveland, but it definitely winds up in the basket. Since I am here in New York City. And there are Yankees fans, just idiot Yankees fans, walking up and down the sidewalk everywhere as I passively, aggressively turn away from them so they don't punch me. Um, Write this down. The Minnesota Twins will clinch a playoff series against the Yankees at Yankee Stadium this fall. Write it down. Write that down.
1: All right, so they'll win the playoff series in the Bronx. In
0: the Bronx. Write that
1: down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, then. John? I'd say that goes in, into the bleachers at Wrigley, but this, this goes to the Sears Tower. Here it goes. Carl Anthony Towns will be the 2021 NBA MVP.
0: Wow. What? What? <laughs> For who, Judd?
1: No team.
6: (laughs) No team. (laughs) I'm doing it again. Write this down. Write it down. You like
1: writing things down. (laughs) What are you doing? What is happening right now? Rami, I take you back to the summer of '98. Mm -hmm. I am roided up. <laughs> I I are am.
3: My head is three sizes bigger than it was God. when Mackie left out. Right. Okay. You know, you know what? I just came up with one. We'll get back around to me, though. Go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm going to stick with the Twins here. The Twins will sweep the Yankees this
3: season. The, the regular season? They're going to win every game against the no, Yankees no, no. this regular, regular
4: season. Regular season and the playoffs. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, a lot. Wow.
8: Because nice. yeah, I was going to
1: say, regular season, I don't know if that's a complete home run, but that what you just said is for sure.
6: Wow. All right. Manny? Uh, write this down. The Twins will trade for Noah Syndergaard before this upcoming mm. trade deadline in a package, uh, with a package that includes Alex Kirilov. Wow. Nice. Okay. Alright. Write it down. Be write impressed. that down. Okay. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> write that down.
2: I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Uh, have...
3: Write this down. This is the biggest swing I've ever taken, alright? you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kevin Garnett will be a member of the Timberwolves' front office by the 2021 <laughs> offseason. Write this down. you want to get crazy? Write it you down. You like nuts? writing things down. Let's get nuts.
0: <laughs> I, love that. I love that Robbie's getting roped into things that he just is uncomfortable. I've been pushed, right pushed to the right break, now. Mackie. Mm-hmm. All right? I've been pushed to the break. It's
3: clear. can between... only be pushed so far.
1: Between like... write that down and, and the Randy... Uh, situation. It's clear that you've been pushed to the
3: edge.
6: I can't believe Maybe. Mackie isn't backing down on that I, at all. I just, I just love that Rami uttered a line from the 1989 Batman movie. You want to get nuts? <laughs> Let, come on! Let's get nuts! <laughs> Which Batman <laughs> was, were, was that? Were, Michael were, Keaton? Were he, Keaton? That was Michael Keaton, yeah. Yeah. Poker? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Come on! You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts! I was actually going, get was actually going you know, for George you know,
5: Costanza. Uh, you know,
0: Manny, Manny it's funny because when, when Judd and I first started doing the Mackie and Judd show six years ago, We brainstormed, like, 15 different potential segment ideas. Write That Down was one of them, so glad that that's made it six years. Legitimately, on that list of 15 was a segment called Let's Get Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Six years later. All
3: right, I believe uh, John W. is up next. John, your third and final prediction for Write That Down Home Run Edition.
0: Sure. I I think this qualifies as a home run, but I'm going to say that the – Minnesota Lynx will finish with the worst record in at the end the Ooh. WNBA in 2020. I don't have oh. faith in Rachel Bannum. My
6: mm-hmm. all all right. idea was predict that they wouldn't make the playoffs, but, whew, right
0: well, but he's going for all right yeah. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Dad. All right, all right. I, I need some help from Judd here before I make my final. Yeah, Judd, off the top of your, head, I'm putting you on the spot here. But off the top of my off the top of your head, mm. how many games or how many points out of the Eight seed or the second wild card of the wild right now
1: that's three points
0: write this down to prove that hockey is very random the (laughs) minnesota wild three points out of a playoff spot right now and we're just looking to trade one of the best players in franchise history a few days ago we'll make it to the western conference finals this season write it down
1: (laughs) you know that might that might be one of the most nuts predictions that I've heard.
5: <laughs> that
8: I've made two incredibly nuts
1: predictions.
6: Is, is, is Richard Park lacing up some skates for the wild? I saw him last night. Might have to. In the press box last night. Really? Yeah, he scouts for the team.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Jed? All right. Here's my final home run edition. Write this down.
6: Write, that Write it down. down. You like writing things down.
1: This is crazy, but it's actually not as crazy as my first two. Miguel Sano will hit 52 home runs this season. Whoa! Write <laughs> that down. So I'm giving
0: you 52. It's exactly, 52. I know.
1: Home runs. I know it's crazy. I know it's, but it's home
0: runs. John, you could. I think you could say at least 52, and it would still be a home run just for the room. No, no, no we're
4: going to keep him to 52. I'll say 52. <laughs> I got a feeling about 52. It, it came it to the me. Goal. It's a vision, All Phil.
1: Right. But thanks for that. All right, Jonathan.
4: I've got two here. You tell me if this first one's a write that down. If it's not, then I'll go with the second one. <sighs> Off the back of getting a great question from Michael Parra, I will get a great question from Adrian Heath tomorrow.
6: Mm. Wow! I feel
4: I there's know. some Astros.
1: Astros, yeah. yeah. and I will I feel not like set it up.
0: Phil, I, feel I don't like that's have his way Too easy. He's calling no. in. I can't um, set it up. No, you're the you're the you're the go-to soccer guy on the station. So, oh, nice. like, why would you? You should be expected to get great Yeah, I don't think that's a home doctors, run. Fine.
3: Even, even if the fix isn't in, I don't know that that's necessarily a home fine. run. Even John though I could possibly can set or... it up that way. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, here's my second one. The Loons will win two trophies this season. They have an opportunity to win at least four, but they will win at least two trophies
0: this season. How many trophies are available to win?
4: Four.
1: Wait, four?
4: Yeah, they have the Supporters' Shield, which is best overall record throughout the regular season, <laughs> MLS Cup, which is winning the playoffs, U.S. Open Cup, and then Leagues' Cup. I thought hockey had a lot of cups.
8: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't even know if that's a right re- if that's a home run or not, to be quite honest with you. Fine. A-
4: they'll win the supporter shield for best regular season record and they'll win MLS Cup. Okay, that's So they're a gonna home win run. the whole damn thing. That's they're gonna have the run. best
3: record in the regular yes. season and win the whole damn thing. There. Okay. All right. There's your home run. I'll give you
6: that. That's home run status. Manny? Um to break break this down. To piggyback off of Judd's Carl Anthony Towns prediction. The Minnesota Timberwolves will win a playoff series in 2021. Write it down. You like writing things down. And that is a major home run. E- that's a major that's home run easy. because I am so negative on the team.
0: Right now. <laughs> I was going to say, dude, you said based off judge prediction, that's going to be pretty tough for them to win a playoff series when Carl Anthony Towns is playing for the Miami Heat or something. <laughs> Not the Heat because that's should Butler, but playing elsewhere.
1: Beating them, perhaps, on the opposing team. Yeah. All right, I'm going to go for a parlay Write
8: that
3: down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that, then. Okay, The Minnesota Twins will shatter their single-season home run record that they set last year, at least 325 home runs as a team, and they'll have the best record in the American League in the regular season. Wow. Oof. Okay. Am I, Write this down. Am I learning? Write it down. No. You like writing things am I picking, down. Am I what do we up? mean
4: by shatter?
3: Well I or said, at, said? Least 325, okay. at
1: least three hundred and twenty
3: five. At least three twenty five.
1: You started off so meek with nothing written down at the start of the day.
3: <laughs> and you end up with that. I'm so proud of you right now. <laughs> I rise to the moment, Judd. I rise to the moment. What can I say? John W, thanks for uh, participating and write that down this week. Best of luck with your predictions.
8: Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun.
3: Appreciate it. Mackie, anything else from New York? You want to apologize to
0: Randy before we let you go? Thanks for everybody. <laughs> Was that yeah, it? a lot of fun? Hey, Mackie. <laughs> no, I'm not going to apologize to him. He's really, a
7: fraud.
2: I, <laughs> wow. wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Fraud. Put, I don't care about some, that. You know what? Put some lotion on it and get to step in, oh, Randy. Boy. Get, wow! Get some get to, get it's to not mock lotion. It.
4: It's apple cider vinegar. Hey,
0: Randy, Ma- Listen, Randy. If you're if you're mad enough, if you can if you can block out the jackets long enough, wow. four twenty on Monday, we will give you real estate to mock your one
3: Hey, Mackie. 12 pack yingling, I'll pay ya. by the way, I asked Randy, how long are we time out, and he said until you apologize I <sighs> so
0: the, so the pressure's forever. on me to apologize I, I, actually said <laughs> you just ripped
3: him. it's apologize oh, apologize apologize yes okay you
0: can't you uh, can't
1: apologize now you've gone too far uh, I think Randy, now he uh, deserves
3: multiple apologies,
0: Randy, I apologize for you. Not properly using baby powder every oh, morning. Wow. Proa-
3: proactively. Wow, man. Backhanded, man. Wow. <laughs> All right. We better just let him go before he digs the hole even yeah. deeper. Thanks, Mackie. Appreciate right. it. You <laughs> yingling. Remember the yingling.
1: Don't forget the yingling. You can't get yingling around here? Not you know? west of Ohio. Nope, you can't. As far as I know, they it ends at Ohio and that's it. Really? And I like yingling. That good? Can you travel with beer? What do you mean? Uh, can you, like, get on a plane? Yeah, can you, like, stick it in a carry-on or something? I don't I don't think so.
6: I don't know. Yeah, I, I have never, no idea. I've, I've never tried it.
1: Well, I mean, I won't get in trouble Phil will, so I don't really care, but I'd like to have my 12-pack of Yingling. Hmm. Yeah, I don't it's that
3: good, huh? That you need people to bring it. it with you from New York? I, well, I can't get it here, so I, I enjoy it. I mean, you can't get a beer that tastes like Yingling around here? I hear people talking about being, this, and ultimately it's it's beer. You're being very being condescending. You're being very condescending. Yeah. <laughs> you're being very
1: condescending. Yeah, You're being very condescending. What? Between you being condescending to me, Mackey,
3: ripping asking, Randy. I'm asking you a question. You can't get a comparable beer to Yingling in the state of Minnesota. Since when does Mackie rip Randy that bad? I don't know. Dude, that was ruthless. That was ruthless. I'm
1: telling you, next week, because it's not a home run next week, my prediction,
3: Randy's next mock goes to 3 a.m. All right. More Mackey and Judd with Rami in a second. We're going to wrap with Royce.
0: Phil Mackey here. Now, I've been talking about the new lineup of award-winning TCL TVs with superior 4K picture quality and Dolby Vision, and now TCL has new sound bars. The TCL Alto soundbar, simple to set up, and with available wireless subwoofers, TCL creates a truly immersive viewing and listening experience. The TCL Alto sound bars provide precision playback, for any TV, and they play music from smartphones and laptops. TCL brings you excellent picture quality, sleek design, and stunning resolution. And now the TCL Alto soundbars deliver superb sound all at an affordable cost. The TCL Roku TV has endless entertainment with easy access to over a half million TV episodes and movies, and thousands of streaming channels. I experience TCL daily with the TVs in the Scorner Studios. Everything looks great, but sports look especially. Amazing TCL is America's fastest-growing TV brand and available at major retailers everywhere. Learn more at TCLUSA.com.
4: Jonathan here with the Score North download. If you just missed it, you can join Mackie and Judd with Rami each Wednesday at 5 p.m. for Write That Down. The guys not only make sports predictions, but hold each other accountable for them each and every week. For your chance to be a guest picker like John W. Was today, enter through listening rewards on your score North mobile app. Mike Zimmer took to the podium at the NFL combine today and was asked where the negotiations stand with Everson Griffin, who just opted out of his contract.
5: And he said this, we met with his agent. Yes. Yesterday. I think it was. So, um, you know, Everson's Everson's a terrific person for us. Um, I think our, our situation is the right one for him. And, uh, we expect him to be back. I think he wants to be back, and so, you know, those kind of things usually work work its way out. That's been your
4: Score North download. Now back to Mackie and Judd with Rami.
3: On 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. And, uh, gentlemen, do you, uh, do you have an itch for a little mock? Always. I
1: want a mock! Always. Mock! I want you!
4: You had to go with itch, didn't you? Jonathan got it. Thank you. You just had to do it. I uh, had you to poke got, the you, bear again. No, and you guys, that's why I'm ignoring it, okay? Just constantly poking the why, why are we being children? This guy has, he's holding hostage a seven-round mock that
1: is exclusive to the Mackie and Jed with Rami program, and we are—we somehow are challenging him not to give us hey man, he's the said only he's mock not, we've He said he's
3: not coming back until he gets an apology. I didn't do anything to him, so I can't fix but it. But now you're... Mackey, now you're tempting him. he's exactly. the
1: only one who can fix this. Yeah, but now you are deciding to go down the road of, well, I might as well tease him as
3: well. Well, yeah, lean into it, man. No, Jonathan? I want that seven-round mock. I wanted to, but if we're sure, not going to get him like if every he wants to hit comment. a fifth-round pick, exactly right for the Vikings. I know. Vikings. Okay? <laughs> I'm aware. I'm totally aware. Okay. I want him
4: to hit a seventh-round pick.
3: Judd and I both have mocks. We're also going to hear Mike Mayock give the worst endorsement of a quarterback you've ever heard in a minute. <laughs> Patrick Royce, he joins us at about 545. But, Judd, Lee, what, whose mock are you
1: looking at right now? I'm looking at the mock of NFL.com analyst Bucky Brooks. Ooh, former, big I believe, fan of Bucky. I believe former Packer scout, maybe? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, I'll give you the top five, and then I will skip down on to the Vikings. Number one, no surprise, Joe Burrow to Cincinnati, although we don't know if Joe Burrow wants to play for the Bengals. Everyone's going to Thank assume he Jonathan. does until we find out. Number two, edge rusher from Ohio State, Chase Young. Number three, hybrid safety linebacker. This would be so Lions. Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, a uh, junior. He was a redshirt junior. Number four, offensive tackle. Jedrick Wills from Alabama, also a junior. And number five, no surprise, Tua going to the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Just to clear up for those who were saying where is uh, Justin Herbert going, Rami. He would be going next in Bucky Brooks' draft to the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. All right, skipping all the way down. Let's see here. Number 12, he's got Jordan Love going, the quarterback from Utah State, going to the Oakland Dolphins. Raiders, which is going to tie in nicely as to why Mike Mayock not, might not be giving an endorsement for the current quarterback that's great. Number 25 to the Minnesota Vikings LSU junior safety, Grant Delpit. Safety. Grant Delpit. Wow. Fire up the mock. Wow. I, but, I want a mock. Mock. Mark. Going safe. I
2: want to
3: really... That's got him going safety. Actually, I saw
1: one last week, and I forget who... Oh, I did, don't forget. Mel Kuyper, the godfather, had them taking Antoine Winfield Jr., the safety from the Gophers. After Mike Zimmer today, in talking about Anthony, Anthony Harris, Harris, pretty much in the past tense, mm-hmm. saying he's, gonna, he's going to get paid... Did he
3: have that, Jonathan? I didn't see that
5: in I think it was sound.
1: A, I think it was a side session. Okay. One. All right. I think it was... But after Mike Zimmer came out and basically said... If you're talking about the most important uh, defensive position, safety is not up there. Do you really think the Vikings are going to take a safety in the first round? I sure don't. I think you take if
3: you're going to take a defensive back first round, it's going to be a cornerback before you take a safety. I think he looks at it, and part of this we can't fault him because this is kind of what we've been asking Mike Zimmer to do on some level, Judd. He looks at that position and he thinks part of it is scheme, and his coaching and his staff's coaching just putting Anthony Harris or whoever is in that position at the right place at the right time. And also probably the impact of Harrison Smith playing next to him and how that probably opens up some things or gives him more opportunities. Cause obviously offenses are going to go away from Harrison Smith as often as they can, because he's that good. So more balls are flying in the direction of Anthony Harris or whoever might be playing safety over there. We can't fault him for thinking that way because we've been asking Mike Zimmer to make something out of nothing on defense or more resources can be used on offense, but at the same time, a guy doesn't lead the team and tie for the league lead in interceptions just because of scheme and whoever is playing next to him. Anthony Harris has done some really good things. He broke out last year, but uh, listening to Collar and some others who watch every snap of this team going back farther than I've been watching every snap of this team, had a pretty good 2018, too. But he he was an undrafted
1: um, college player. If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. So the point being, I don't see them taking a safety first round. Do I see them taking a safety in the draft? Absolutely. But first round, I think you take, if you're going to take a defensive back first round at 25, I think you'd jump a cornerback. You would think jump so. Jump on a cornerback. That seems
3: like a major need at this point. Exactly. What do you got? You want more, Mock?
2: I want a Mock! Mock! Yeah, I got an extra Mock. Yeah. I want!
3: I'm the Athletic Beat Writer's Mock Draft from TheAthletic.com oh, Yes sir Yes that's the athletic. Each beat writer makes their pick For their team that they cover For The Athletic I'll do the same as Judd I'll go through the top five And then we'll jump to the Vikings And Judd I'm telling you right now spoiler alert There's a trade Nice We have a trade Beauty. At one, though, the Cincinnati Bengals select quarterback out of LSU, Joe Burrow.
6: Ah, Okay, keep going.
3: Two Redskins take Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State. With a third pick in the NFL draft. (laughs) Trade alert. Nice. The L.A. Chargers move up to get Tua Tungavailoa quarterback out of Alabama. Chargers give up the 2020 first-round pick, number six. Yep. 2022nd round pick number 37, 2025th round pick number 151 and a 2021 4th round pick. Detroit gives up the first round pick and a 2025th round pick via Seattle number 172. So number 3 and number 172 for number 6. I'm looking at this
1: right now. And the fourth
3: pick in 2021. My head is spinning. That's a lot going on there. But the Chargers end up winning the Tua sweepstakes. At this point, I'm borderline convinced that somebody is trading up into the top three or four spots to get Tua before the Dolphins do. If the Dolphins just don't do it to block everybody else. And I think the Dolphins will. I, I think they'll trade up with Detroit and give Detroit a pretty good haul to get that pick. Number four, Giants take Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio yep. State. And then at number five, the next quarterback to go, Justin Herbert, out of Oregon, going to the uh, Miami Dolphins. At number five, they have the Vikings taking Austin Jackson, offensive, offensive tackle out of USC. I
1: want a mock!
6: Mock! I want to!
3: Do you think there's any way that the, the Bengals don't take Joe Burrow? Because that's that's it's not that there's a, there's a lot of fire there, Judd, but there's starting to be some smoke coming out of that whole situation with first Burrow saying that yes. he has leverage in the situation. If he didn't want to play in Cincy, then he walked that back a little bit. Then the Bengals didn't necessarily commit to Joe Burrow when they were asked about him. They had an interview with Tua yesterday. Do you think there's any chance that the Absolutely. Bengals are second-guessing Joe Burrow right yes. now? Yes, Or maybe just looking at the medicals of Tua, liking what they're seeing and saying this is the better quarterback ultimately. It makes perfect sense, right? You would think so. I mean, Joe Burrow, listen, he was fantastic.
1: But if he's balking at playing there, which, okay, it's the Bengals. I wouldn't be shocked. And the reports that we saw off Tua's medicals that came in now say that the hip is fine, right? It's recovered. There was no loss of blood flow, which I think was the Bo Jackson problem back in the day. But if you see that he said March
3: 10th, he'll be full go.
1: Yeah. So, but if you see the two is fine, and I say Joe Burrow or Tua, to me, it's not like well, Joe Burrow for sure. So yes, I think that they're given the time now that that we have. The combine is underway now, but we're going to have all these pro days, right? And March is nothing but a month of speculation that leads into an, another month, basically, before the draft hits in April of more speculation. Yes, I think there's a very, I think there is a decent chance. If the Cincinnati Bengals don't take Joe Burrow. I think
3: there's a chance they trade that pick. Or they take that Tua. They're, that they're not, what about Tua? That they're not sold on Burrow? I think they could take Tua. I think there's a chance that they're not sold on Burrow and aren't feeling great about Tua and his medicals and have a bunch of people calling him, telling him what they would give up for that pick, and they're getting enticed.
1: I think it was up to me and I... Thank God I don't run the Bengals, but if I did, I think I'd be very tempted to take two of them.
3: Did you hear Mike Mayock's endorsement of Derek no, Carr at the Combine? did not. Is, is Pat ready to go, Jonathan? Let's bring Pat Royce on on this. Pat, I was just about to play this soundbite. This is Mike Mayock's endorsement of his quarterback. This is how Mike Mayock endorses Derek Carr at the
0: Combine today. We did a lot of really good things on offense last year. The disconnect was we didn't score a lot of points. You're 11 in yards and 24 in points. There's an issue. It's defense. It's special teams. It's not scoring in the red zone, and it's not scoring in goal-to-goal. Okay, So to me, those are the issues. Derek Carr played at a high level. I'm very happy with Derek Carr. What I've told everybody I've been in touch with since the day I took this job is we're going to evaluate every
7: position every year.
0: Pat, he was
3: really good at everything except scoring points, getting first downs, (laughs) winning football games and if he can find a better quarterback, he will but they love Derek Carr
2: Uh, Who do you like better, Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins? I think I'd go Cousins
3: I think I'd go Cousins I I have to think about that one, Pat, good question
2: I probably would too but once again I'm close uh, I, I not, once again, a, a car who had some talent has been ruined by the team he played with. So uh, I thought this kid was going to be pretty good. But uh, it is. I love the the quotes from the, everybody who gets up to the podium at the Combine. What a waste of breath that is from every general manager, isn't it? <laughs> Spielman <laughs> won't get rid of Diggs. We're happy with Cam Newton. Uh, blah, blah, blah. It just goes on. I mean, every, every story I saw on Twitter from the place today about Sixth Row was, uh, was uh, somebody endorsing, uh, uh, generally a quarterback, but, you know, somebody endorsing someone who they desperately want to get rid of. But they all think everybody's stupid. And, uh, we'll, get, oh, well, they really want to keep Stefan Diggs, so we better give them two number ones for them, you know, which is – I don't know, but it's uh, you know the any any you know it's Spielman's really easy to read though, isn't he? Because when he opens his mouth, he's lying. So it doesn't mm-hmm. you, know, you, you, you don't take a lot of research. Okay, he's lying. That's you know that's just what he does. So all right, has there ever been a stupider collection of human beings in the NFL? players who are going to endorse who are going to vote in favor of this god awful pathetic uh, deal that they have uh, that their idiots in charge have negotiated with the NFL this is they're going to get a half a percent raise to play one more game a year
1: are they really right? go- are they really going to okay this cuz it is a terrible yeah. deal
8: it's an it's awful terrible, deal
2: but they but they they say that the 2,000, they got 2,000 people voting and they're going to go for it. So, you know, guys like Russell Wilson and Ponce and those guys are coming out saying this is brutal. But not only that, they're signing off on 10 years with these thieves. Yep. Who, they can, you know, it's going to be unbelievable how much money these thieves like uh, Ziggy and Jerry Jones and these guys are going to be making. Pat,
3: how uh, is it? Getting, how is it that the owners continually pummel the players' association to the mat every time a CBA negotiation comes up? The NFL, it seems like I, more than any other professional I
2: think, sport. Well, I think it's the three-year, three-four-year careers, isn't it? That these guys are all terrified that uh, you know that they feel they're replaceable. They feel that they're you know, not, I mean, not Russell Wilson, not the top. You know, not the top 200. They don't feel they're replaceable, but the other 1,800 do. That's got to be it, because they are afraid to stand up to these guys. They got them. How can you sign on to another game and have your take go from, what, 47% to 48? But if you give us us another game, then we're going to give you an extra half a percent or something. You know, they're getting an extra, I think. One and a half percent for adding a seventeenth game. How's that work? And guess Don't what? You have to get what. Here
1: come eighteen games. Sure, in, in a few years, they'll find oh, a way. Yeah. Yeah. they'll get it up to yeah. eighteen games.
2: Yeah, but but okay, what's one seventeenth? One seventeenth has got to be more than five percent, right? Yes, six, six, seven. You gotta get us. You gotta get seven percent. Don't you? <laughs> don't you have to get?
3: And Pat, you know, they're they're expanding the rosters. There are going to be more guys to pay. The players' yeah, the slice yeah, of the pie yeah, is but, getting
2: bigger, and, but there are more that, guys to pay. Yes, that's the thing. The other thing you noted that too. That everybody said, yeah. Well, they're expanding the rosters. Yeah, so that means, as you say, but they're not expanding the, because they're not spending any money. For those guys, they're expanding the rosters for. They're just they're just dividing it into one fifty fourth instead of one fifty second. You
1: know, here's it's, my uh, here's my question: Why do these guys pay dues? I've always said that just disband, yeah. just let the owners do what they're going to do, and save your. I, I don't know what dues are for the NFLPA, but no matter, but just don't pay them. It's a waste of your money.
2: Yeah, it's, can you imagine the baseball sitting around in the crisis they're in right now with all the problems they have? And they look over and they're, these guys who are making, you know, 200 million a piece each year, uh, are now going to screw the players for the next 10 years. What a bunch of morons. It's unbelievable, but, uh, I, I don't know. I guess, you know what? I think the, the population of of football players is coming from a smaller demographic group you know than ever i mean cuz there's less and less i think i think the I think the average football player is getting even dumber. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I think they're really dealing with idiots here, and I think they're getting stupider by the day because to play that game you got to be stupid anyway, right? I think uh, they're you know, but you're...
1: but your point's right. I think they're desperate too. I think they look and say, "I can't I'm getting paid a lot right now, and in 3 years I'm not going to be, so I've got to because the the problem with going out as a football player is you don't make that up then on the back end.
2: Oh, no. No. You know, no it's not no, like you, you get don't. to
1: be 32 and say, well, I lost my age 25 season, but I'm going to be great into my age 32. <laughs> but, you're just done. But not
2: not one more, not one mention mm-hmm. of more guaranteed money nope. either in this thing. Not one mention of, okay, if I'm Everson Griffin and I sign this contract where I'm getting paid $15 million, the most you can cut me is. Twenty percent or something, you know. There's nothing like that. Everson Griffin basically had a good year last year, right? Mm-hmm. Had a good year. They're going to call. He's going to have to come back for what half his money.
3: Yeah, it he doesn't make back. any he's sense he's to me. We were, for- we were talking about yeah. that earlier, Pat. That it just doesn't add up to me. what What's going on with Everson Griffin, or why he would come back for less money? Why did you structure the contract the way that you did, that you could opt out if you hit all these clauses? If you were going to come back for less money, that doesn't seem like a good business decision oh, no, no, on Griffin's because, part.
2: No, because he knew that you know he he only opted out because they were going to cut him. Basically, they were going to don't don't you think they were going to cut him? That's what I think.
3: Yeah, but uh, I mean, you he just did. he just had a pretty good season. I'm saying at least go and see what's on the market and see yeah. if somebody will pay you more than the Vikings will. I don't I don't know why why you wouldn't at least test the free agent market and see if you can make more money elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't know. It's uh it's uh it's unbelievable how dumb these guys are though that they're going to But uh, the other thing is what baseball if you're going to yeah if you're going to get some kind of a consensus among your players you got to round up what 500 of them this is 2000 yeah. you got to get 2000 of them worried about the hole instead of 500 and it's uh it's unbelievable that uh, what they're getting away with so
1: twin split but, today Patrick uh,
2: do I see that right? Uh, yeah, spot? I was I I saw McPhail. at uh, I sat and talked to Andy for three, four innings. He's the he's not doing much of baseball anymore. He's the president of the Phillies and uh and they got uh they got beaten that game. Cruz hit another home run. And then um uh, somebody came in and kicked the game away, I'm not sure who it was. And then uh they won up they won up, up at Port Charlotte. You should see this uh Atlanta ballpark. <laughs> Northport, which is basically the middle of nowhere, a hundred and forty billion for a spring training Ooh. facility. And the ballpark's probably they are getting a dormitory and they're getting, you know, an academy and that whole thing. But uh uh, you know, that I think the I think the Red Sox thing was ninety million. So and that was what, ten years and nine years ago? And this thing's now one hundred forty. And the difference of course is the Red Sox actually have a fan base that's gonna go to spring training, mm-hmm. right? The Braves doesn't. Nobody from Atlanta goes to spring training. They're already in spring training. They're in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, know? they're not. They're not freezing to death. There's no reason to go to spring training. And Northport so, is uh, where Pat? It's uh, right on the edge of. Uh, it's 15 miles, or it's 15 minutes north of uh, Port Charlotte, but it's in a different county. It's in Sarasota County, and Sarasota County paid for this. Not I thought it was Charlotte County, but it's. Uh, it's Sarasota County. I, I shouldn't say this because it sounds kind of haughty, but and I have no reason to be haughty. But uh, I was very surprised that Port Charlotte would uh, would come up. I mean, that the Charlotte County would come up with the money because I always say Charlotte County is the county that people go to to retire when they can't afford to retire. You know? So I mean, it's, it's a it's it's not a real plush uh, area. That, you know, that's where Tampa is, and Tampa's got this. You know, remodeled lousy old stadium, and uh, their their lease is up 2024. It'll be interesting where they where they are. Although maybe they'll be in Nova Scotia training, <laughs> maybe they'll be in Montreal. Who knows where they
3: be. so? Pat, we got about a minute left. Year the Luis Severino injury, he's out for the season. What do you think that does wow. to their chances and uh, to the Twins' chances? Well,
2: the uh, Corbin's got the bad back too, mm-hmm. and uh, Diego Herman, he's what I uh, what half the year is he out too.
3: He's uh, he's so, finishing out that I, suspension, yeah.
2: Yeah, he's about like Paneda. So, oh, I think it I was talking to McPhail about that today. I mean, uh, you know, you, you take, uh, you know, who knows, uh, not Corbin, them, I mean Paxton, not Corbin. James Paxton, I get those two lefties mixed up. But, uh, you know, you take Paxton and Severino uh uh out of that uh, collection. Uh, welcome back to the Pack Yankees. You know, I think it's. Uh, I don't know, fellas. This uh, this Twins team, if they uh, if they're healthy, they're going to be good. And I don't. I'm not as concerned about the pitching as everybody else is. It'll, it'll be okay. All right, it'll Pat, be okay.
3: We will talk again yeah. on Friday, See sir.
2: Roycey Bye. Bye. with
3: Roycey There's a uh, Patrick Royce who joined us Mondays, Wednesdays. Of all the and things Fridays. he
1: says I shouldn't say. I think ripping poor Charlotte County's fine. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no.
3: That sounds like my of all future. all the times
1: though. I thought, is Patrick really going to say that? That's not one that really... I felt like me. he was
3: describing
0: my future. That's where you go to retire when you can't afford to retire.
3: We're back
1: tomorrow I'm at my four Score North at...